Welcome to the Empowered Women Rise podcast with me, your host, Lucy Bennett. Today I'm joined by Charlotte Bolbier, international bridal designer and mentor to powerful women. Charlotte will be sharing her journey about the challenges that she has faced along the way, how she has overcome adversity, to shine her light and empower other women to create six and seven figure businesses. Charlotte, welcome to the Empowered Women Rise series. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me on. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. And we've just been having a, such an interesting chat just before. You have got such an interesting story and I'm so excited for you to tell it today. So kind of in, in brief words, tell us about your entrepreneurial journey so far. So my entrepreneurial journey started in 2003 when I founded and built the multi-seven-figure brand Charlotte Balbier and Amanda Wyatt, as well as another portfolio of brands that we had. Um, prior to that, I worked in fashion and film industry. So I've got a very creative background. I'm very multi-passionate and multi-skilled. Um, and four years ago, I sold my brand name and been on a completely different journey for the last four years in so many ways. Incredible, incredible. So first of all, how old were you when you set up your, your bridal design brands? Because you must have been really young to get to um, seven figures and be that successful in, that, in those moments. Yeah, so I was 24 when I founded Charlotte Balbier Bridal. So prior to that, my mum's Amanda Wyatt and she had a really huge, um, successfully well-known brand. And I identified a massive gap in the market at the time for a young, fashion-forward, really cool kind of brand. So I decided, I just I literally didn't even think about it. Like, I, typical of someone that's really young, like really headstrong, really passionate about being creative. And I just thought, I'm just gonna create this brand and see what happens. And it did really, really, really well. Um, <laughs> the first few, three years were hit and miss, made loads of mistakes. Um, but once I got to that three years and I had a really pivotal moment when I really, really grew it, it was just like one thing after the other, winning awards, you know, scaling. Yeah, just amazing, absolutely amazing. And it, it gave me such a solid foundation to be able to do anything, you know, that springboard because my name's so well known um, and it was so her profile and I've done so many things in my career. Uh, it means that I can help my clients now on, on so many levels. So sometimes though, too many, because I'm like, there's so many things. I'm like, I, I can do this, I wanna do that. I'm like, I'm so passionate about lots of things. That's incredible. And I love your passion. It's amazing. It really is. I mean, it's so it's just incredible what you achieved at such a young age as well. Um, so you had this incredibly successful fashion brand. What was your driving force behind behind selling your brand name? Well, um, when I came to we came to a point in the business where my mum didn't want to. She wanted to take early retirement, which is fair enough. She had me at 17, single handedly raised me. Um, and she was like, you know, I've, I've, I want to enjoy, you know, my life. And I totally get that. Totally get that. And she really does enjoy her life now. She, like, we call her Judith Chalmers because she's always on holiday when she can be on holiday. <laughs> um, and, um, and she said, you know, you can either carry on 
buy me out or you can get an investor or whatever and then I've been going through IVF I'd had failed fertility and told I couldn't have children which is you know um, awful like a, such a terrible time and then I got a, a miracle I, had, I got pregnant with my little boy naturally wow so, and I was like well that's a sign from the universe maybe that um that it's the right time to sell my brand and then within a couple of weeks of all that happening I also found out that my grandpa who was like my dad was terminally ill but there's another sign that maybe you know I need to take this time off so reluctantly because I wasn't I wasn't fully on board with selling we sold the brands because my heart and soul was that I didn't know any different that was I lived and breathed it and I still love the wedding industry like I'm still very passionate about it because my grandparents started in 1960 making wedding dresses so you know that's all I knew um but the catalyst was having a new baby on the way and having somebody in your family that's terminally ill. And I just thought that, and I was gonna be 40 as well. So I was like, okay, let's take, like, let's just, let's just do it and let's just sell it and see, see kind of like, see what happens. And once you have a baby, everything changes, you know, like it does. I was like, I was one of those people like, oh, nothing, you know, it'll be fine, I'll still be the same. But no, you, you do change when you have a baby, definitely. <laughs> Oh, and your little boy looks so cute. <laughs> gorgeous. He's four in August and he's, he's, you know, he's my heartbeat. He's everything to me. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to have the freedom and the luxury to have this time to be a very present parent for him. You know, I mean, I'm back at work now full time, but prior to this, I was at home a lot with him. And um, yeah, I feel really, really lucky. Really, really. I'm so blessed to have him because I wasn't, all the odds were against me having him. Yeah, it was a gift. And it came at the right time because imagine if you hadn't made that decision to sell your brand and you were going to get pregnant and have him while you still were running, you know, an international bridal business, then maybe you wouldn't have had that time and devotion that you needed to give to him to make yourself feel fulfilled because not every mother's the same but for you that was really important yeah I mean I went all in every day we know my we had 350 stockists that we were stocking and I knew every single one of them personally I am a very dedicated person to the businesses that I have and the, the people that invest in me so yeah and I had a team of 20 I couldn't just walk away and go on maternity leave you know there was there wouldn't have been an option for that it would have been back in and that's not what I wanted I wanted to just have that gorgeous baby bubble and nurturing time and and all that kind of stuff so yeah I feel really really blessed really that's amazing so tell us a little bit about your journey since then so what have you been doing because you've been through some tough times since you sold the business haven't you I have, I have, um, I've been quite honest and open because I feel like when you've got a platform and a voice, you need to be, but it's been really hard to be so honest because part of my journey was a lot of um, shame and guilt for feeling the way I did. So after I had my little boy, I went into what now I know is postnatal depression, but it went completely and utterly undiagnosed because I was so good at doing what I call jazz hands. I make everything look like everything's fine. And behind the eyes, behind scenes, everything was just unraveling at great speed. So in 2017, I sold my brand name, 
lost my identity, had my little boy. Within four weeks of having him, my grandfather died, which absolutely killed me in so many ways. Like I'm still broken hearted now. I've, I've never, I'll never get over that. Um, my marriage started to unravel massively. So I was really unhappy. Then my dog died, which I know to some people who haven't got a dog, they don't understand that. But to me, that was just another loss. And it was just like loss after loss after loss. Yeah. And Amazing. I found myself in this horrible, dark, 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 dark place. And I can only describe it as being at the bottom of a black hole and I couldn't get out. Like I was trying to climb up and I couldn't. It was horrible. Um like being buried alive, like I couldn't breathe. It was absolutely horrendous. So from 2017 to 2019, I looked like I was everything was fine, but it was progressively getting worse and worse and worse. That first, you know, that first year of having Harry, even though I was declining, I was still in like a it was I was enjoying having him because I was just so happy. And even though I'd lost my pops and everything, I think I was in shock because it all happened so quick. So I was just like going through the motions and I was okay. But then it all started to really hit me. Yeah, yeah. And feeling really trapped in my marriage and like I had no options and it was horrible. I'd gone from like this woman who was running a multi seven figure business, overseeing a massive team, making global decisions, you know, being an absolute badass at everything to now being at home and singing going to like baby sensory and not even knowing who she was anymore it yeah. was it was awful it was such a dark 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 place so in the november of 2019 it finally came to a head yeah um, and i finally admitted to my mum and she was she was like she knew that i wasn't myself but she had no idea and then i had to tell my clients because I'd been working, I'd got some one-to-one clients and some consultancy work, and that was awful, but I thought I owe it to them, to be honest. And they were so shocked. They were like, I did not see that coming. I'm like, because I never showed, I didn't show it. I showed yeah. up still, mm. I still did my, you know, what I was there to do. Um, but then now I'm obviously a few years in from, from in my recovery from, my mental breakdown and people are like oh you've made a really quick recovery but for me hitting that rock bottom and admitting it was actually I felt amazing the day after almost because I was like thank god I've told people because I was so scared so scared I thought people will think I'm rubbish that people won't want they'll think I'm a bad person they'll think I'm a bad parent they'll think I'm ungrateful they'll think I'm like every single thing I had paranoia I felt so lonely um like I had nowhere to turn. So when I finally admitted it, but I was really, really scared about like people taking my Harry away from me. Cause when you've got mental oh, health, you think I all can imagine. things. Yeah, I can imagine that, that, that I can imagine completely. I'm really lucky I haven't ever, I've gone through a lot of losses in my life, but I've never really hit that rock bottom. So I've, I actually think of myself as a very lucky person for not having gone through that because it's so common, isn't it? Like, you know, when people have mental breakdowns, it's so common and it can be brought on by so many things, but it doesn't surprise me when you had so many things in such a short time, you know, and 
you know, so many losses and the loss of every loss that you experienced would have been amplifying the loss before. And when you lose, when you lose a pet, it does break your heart, you know, because loss is heart is a heartbreak. It's it's having a heartbroken and losing a pet is breaking your heart and selling your business is loss and, and a, a loss of a relationship that you'd had with that business for, you know, for what, 15 years, mm-hmm. 16 years, a long time. So it's, it's so understandable. And I'm so glad that you finally got the courage up to share with your yeah. mom and, and everybody else. And did nobody have any inkling whatsoever what you were going through? My friend, my best friend said to me, we went out for dinner and she said to me, I am really worried about you. You don't, you, it's like you're there, but you're not there. And she like really, I've known her all my life and she knows me inside out. And, and she said, I'm really worried about you. This was like just before I admitted it. And she said, I don't want you to go home on your own tonight. I'm really worried about you, like about you even driving home because I was so vacant, like, I was like, I look like me and like had the outfit on and I was doing all the motions. Yeah. So I was I was dead behind the eye. I was just like on all I had no emotion at all. Like it was like they could have said anything anyone could say anything. Because when you go through so many losses, you become very immune to it. It was like, oh well, another thing's been taken away from me. Another yeah. loss. So and you I just felt like everything I held so dear to me was just taken away and I was just stripped back and the only thing I had was Harry and like um that's what got me through gosh if I didn't have him you know I don't know what I would have done but my um I would just say that no and then I went into kind of hiding I, I completely came off social media and just went straight into full-time therapy so they wanted me to go in somewhere but I was like there's absolutely no way I'm leaving my baby and I'm putting myself in a position where the, you know, that could come back on you because I was yeah. so annoyed as well. I was like, no, 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 no. So I just went in as a day patient and had an amazing therapist who I still speak to now, who is just been amazing in so many ways. Yeah. That's incredible. I'm so happy that you're here today with a smile on your face to be able to tell this story. What was, what was the thing that helped you the most in your recovery to get, just take a step forward in life again. Taking that time out, I didn't take, I know now that I didn't take enough time from selling my business, having my son, having all those losses. I just, because I was wanting, I was felt trapped in, in my relationship and everything. I was doing all sorts of knee jerk stuff. People would send me a message on LinkedIn like, oh, would you come and do some art direction? Would you come do some styling? Would you comment on this? Would you come back and design a collection? Like, it was like I was getting all these things. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was so frightened that people would forget me. And I was like, oh, what if people forget me? Or what if people don't like me anymore? You know, like crazy stuff. And um, really, I should have just been at home, like being a mum and, and kind of just taking a minute and being kind to myself. So what's so exactly what I did. I borrowed my friend's dog, who one of my really good friends lives at the end of my road. And she was like, take the dog, she knows I love animals. And just, I went off and had walks on my own. I went and saw my therapist, I cried a lot. <laughs> um, I really went, dug deep into my mindset as well. And then I got really, really brave and decided to w- w- leave my marriage, which was really hard. 
yeah really, that must have been a really tough decision for you really was, really tough it was really 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 hard um and then in a way lockdown hitting was kind of another big positive for me because <laughs> something else to focus on because yeah. a lot of people started reaching out to me and because I've got a very open empathic kind of heart and I want to help people a lot of my old clients and people I knew from the wedding industry were in a complete panic and I was like I'll help no charge just let me help you so then I shifted the focus from me all on to everybody else and went into complete savior mother mode which I love being in that mode and then people were saying oh would would you stay on you know could we pay you and then this happened I became a business again you know we're a year out so a year ago I was sat at home in my little spare room just helping people and now I'm sat in my office I reclaimed my name back this year uh, last year sorry as well and became Charlotte Valvier again and it's like you know that saying she remembered who she was and the game changed that yeah. that's me I feel like that's what happened for me that's incredible that is amazing I'm so glad for you I'm so happy it's brilliant so what's next for you then what's next on your adventure so now I'm definitely in the kind of scaling phase last year it was all one-to-one -one. it was all one-to-one -one clients are very intense very high touch love it I have the best clients they're all amazing they all rebook with me in some way so they're very loyal um, but then I wanted to try you know having group learning masterminds that kind of stuff so that's what i've been exploring this year and it's been going really really well so there'll be a lot more of that and my dream is to be able to see people in person and like do some kind of high-end lovely luxury retreat that would be the dream that would oh gosh i can't wait to be able to do that and um and yeah just scale this business and support as many women as i can with mindset and strategy because that's what i'm good at i'm really i love the mindset because it's key isn't it to how you then get to the strategy stage and then i love really getting into the how they're going to scale how they're going to scale the business i love being a brand i love everything about brand positioning and marketing and all that i've done it forever i know it inside out so that's what i want to do just help more women have what i've had but more like if my, one of my clients is scaling massively I said to her, I think you're probably going to end up having a bigger brand than I had. And I love that. Like, I want wow. to have more success than I had. Like, I really want that for her. That's incredible. That is really amazing. I love it. I love it. A woman empowering other women to be able Absolutely. to survive. Yeah. Totally. That's what it's all about. Like, for me, I don't get into that whole competition. Like, it just no. doesn't work for me. I'm all about empowering other women, supporting other women. I probably won't get to the finish line as fast as everyone else because I'm a bit more heart-led and a bit more integrity-led, but it doesn't bother me because I'll do it and I'll be happy and I'll do it on my terms. So, yeah. 
I think you'll be surprised these days. I think um, being heart led and having integrity goes a, a lot further than it used to. You know, the last few years have changed, but the last 12 months has changed everything so much. Like the world has changed. Mm. You know, the world after COVID is not going to be the same world that we were experiencing before. And it's it really is about like putting your heart on your sleeve on your sleeve and and being yourself and putting yourself out there like you are, you know, being vulnerable and showing the world you know that you you do have a heart and you want to help and and you're doing everything and I'm so excited for you and it's such a pleasure to meet you it really is and to hear your story today just amazing so I'm so excited to see your group programs transform and just before we got on our call we were talking about group programs because it's something that I do as well and and I I love it because um I I have a high touch kind of moment like point with it so I always do zoom calls with them every week so that I can really be there for them and they feel as though we are being like in person handheld they feel like I'm hugging them you know what I mean so it doesn't matter what programs I do like you know but the group programs they always have that kind of element to it and I love it it works really really well and they're they're really funny I split my course this time it was four weeks and and four weeks with a week in between as a break just so they can catch up and last week they said we'd really like a call this week and I was I know, but I really would like a week off. <laughs> yeah. It shows you how much they value that, even if it's on Zoom, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's so incredible, the, the capacity of what we can create these days, even in an online community, is quite astounding. And I'm part of a membership um, called the Goddess Collective. And, oh, yeah. yeah, it's super cool. It's very spiritual and, and you know, it's 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 just a completely different vibe it's not that whole business coaching although it has a business things in there but she does this um Aphrodite circle on once a month on a Saturday night and everyone like has to dance and like, we do this breath work and all of this thing and it is quite incredible the energy that you can have online and the connection that you can have online it's it's very powerful so we need to all embrace it a lot more no, definitely. So, we all have to, haven't we? I so I had a massive fear of online of Zoom. Like I'd never, ever, ever used Zoom until lockdown hit. I was like putting it on my computer. I was like, no, oh, it's not for me. This, but and then I thought, well, what are you going to do? Like you're going to have to embrace it. And now, like the whole world, I spend probably most of my day <laughs> on looking at myself on a screen. You know, it's. And don't even think like it's become so natural and all my fear has gone gone from it. I still love in person though, because I'm such a touchy feely kind of interactive person. And I suppose like you, because the wedding industry is very touchy feely and interactive. We we, we love that. You know, it, it doesn't leave you. It's like yeah it is so much it I must admit we've gone through you know every wedding being in contact with obviously the bride and groom but like yeah 100 guests like 10 times a year to having we've probably could count on on both hands how many people we've actually seen in the last 12 months between Jesus and I and it's quite tough because we're in the south of Spain so we're very isolated down here so it has been tough like losing the weddings has been really hard for us from a social point of view as well because we we require it for our like to uplift us almost it feeds us it feeds our energy you know so it's been really tough but yeah I've been making up for it 
doing the online stuff but poor old Jesus he just keeps moving the weddings forward you know like if there's changes and and keeping up to date with the clients and stuff so it's it's been tough for him it's been a it's been a, a year where like you say you've got to see the good in it and for me it's been I've, I mean I, it's been gold I've had a complete transformation and spent the whole year healing childhood wounds like lost wounds like grief recovery you know everything so I've had a good one like you yeah. <laughs> but, but not everyone's been able to see see the the you know the goodness in it and and what it could what it's been able to offer us as an opportunity you know which is kind of sad but it's not for everyone is it yeah well, we've all been in the same boat but our storm or whatever you know like has been different hasn't it like we are all experiencing the same thing but everybody was at different parts of their lives you know or had different it's like I've got some friends that have worked all the way through so actually from a financial point of view they're actually quids in because you know can't spend your money can you at the moment like so they've been good but then if you've been like just started a business or something and you didn't get any funds or whatever that's a completely different thing so we're all it's so many different stages um I just feel yeah I'm really blessed that I've been okay but for so many obviously it's been different so I'm very mindful of that as well but the good news is and the positive news is that I do feel like there's a shift happening yeah there is definitely there's a huge shift happening I think people are becoming more self-aware because of this whole situation just yeah. time to themselves to get to know themselves and to think has been so great yeah so to finish off tell us um what one piece of advice would you give to your 15 year old self had you known the journey that you were going to be taking so I definitely if it was me I was talking to and actually to a lot of I'm just thinking like clients that I've got that are maybe at the who younger than me I always say done is better than perfect and that's because I am a recovering perfectionist I am such a perfectionist it's it's paralyzed me in the past but I do think that when you make wedding dresses you have to be a perfectionist there is no room for sloppiness there's no room for that button not being in the right place that hem not being quite right so my mind works like that but then I get obsessive about this most ridiculous things like I ordered some new napkins for the office and they've arrived and they're like I was looking at them and they're like they're so over the top but everything has to be just perfect in my office because I still think like that but I know that done is better than perfect and because I've spent so many years and wasted so many hours perfecting something I've lost opportunities probably and especially in this world it's a fast-moving world and I didn't appreciate that until I got really into it so that's been something I've had to adopt and then from a more practical point of view my practical brain it's all about the profit yeah you know people always say to me how did you have such a successful business and how did you manage to sell it because not many people can sell a wedding business and it's because it was profitable so therefore yeah. it was very attractive for someone to buy um yeah. so really think about your profit and really think about done is better than perfect that's amazing I love that advice thank you so much okay so one final question <laughs> um how are you living your life and running your business with heart and soul I think that I well I don't think I know that I live my whole life from heart led um I am probably got the, the I've got the biggest heart and sometimes it, it 
it gets me into trouble because I am one of those people that's a, I, I'm a giver naturally and I don't ever really want anything in return. I just want to help people. I believe my number one values in business are integrity, honesty, kindness, and being inclusive. I want everyone to feel like they've got a voice, they've got a seat at the table. Um, I never want to leave anyone out. Uh, I'll never leave a woman behind, you know. And I'm like that in my friendship circles. I'm very, very careful about who I let too close to me. But those ones that are, I'm like, I've got you and I've got you forever and I'll do anything. Um, actually, on Saturday, I ended up getting in, <laughs> getting into a bit of an argument with a guy because he was being a bit wasn't being very nice to his dog and I just went because I don't even think I just kind of especially when it's animals and my friend said that's so you like everyone else was just standing there but I'll always stand up for something if I see something that I think's wrong I'll stand up for it and my friends are like that's so you like you are just that person that will just always and then the same in business you know I'll um I go the extra mile for my clients because I always say it's never overcrowded so go that extra mile and I don't want anything back. I just genuinely want to help people and make people more happy. Because if anything, this last few year, this last year is, or even just the last few years for me, has made me realise that you can have all the money in the world or whatever, but if you're not happy and if you're miserable, there's no, there's no point. So that's why I've got so passionate now about having this purpose to help women have a life of freedom, because that's what it's all about for me. Yeah, it is definitely. One of the things I've realized over the last 12 months, and I, I don't know whether you feel like this as well after, you know, the kind of therapy that you went through yourself is that, that the happiness, it's inside of us and the freedom is inside of us. It's not outside of us at all. It's not external, it's only internal, you know, so. But we're always looking for what we don't have, you know, and it's, and, and the same when you, like, it's hard because I, do a lot of scaling with the companies that I work for. They're always chasing, and I get that. You know, they're a, they're a business. They want to make more money, and it's about all of that. You know, but so I say to them, can we just appreciate the success we're having right now? Can yeah. we just take a minute? Because I never did that before. I got to a million, one point five million, and then I was like, I have to get to two million. But then it's a different level. It's a different devil. It's more stress, it's, it, and it doesn't have to be, but a lot of the time it can be. And when I actually scaled back a bit, I was more happy. And that's yeah. what I've done with this business. I don't want to go for it and then sacrifice seeing my son or being happy or getting myself in burnout. So with a lot of my clients, I say to them sometimes, let's just slow down a minute. Like, it's not a, it's not a marathon, you know, sorry, it's a marathon, not a, a race. And I do think sometimes slow and steady wins the yeah, race. Absolutely. We always want it all now, don't we? That's yeah. our culture. That's our society. And actually, you know, I'm, I'm 46. So our age group, we're not as instantaneous as the young people now. And if like me, you're coaching people who are 24, 25, you know, those millennials, they want it all now and there is no waiting for anything and it is the digital culture that they've grown up in that's made them like that and but like you say it takes time it takes time to to create it but also to be ready for it and that's the key isn't it it's like being ready well yeah. almost ready you've got to feel a bit of pain when you're pushing through that 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 next level um otherwise you know you're not really you're not really doing it right but yeah it's definitely uh... yeah we do all want a quick 
fix. I think you can have quick wins that make that fuel you then to like see the potential in something. But I think it's dangerous when we can fill our heads with overnight this and overnight that or making money in your sleep and all of that kind of stuff. I just think I'm not saying it's not possible, but there is planning that goes into it. It does take time. And I think yeah. that I'm probably a bit sensible, <laughs> you know, like I'm like a bit more realistic about things and I'm a bit so I was with my clients, I like to if it's one to one, I like I like to work them for a minimum of six months. Yeah. I want them to have longevity in what they do. I want them to walk me to if I walk away after a year or whatever, they can really flourish and grow even more um so I do like to work with my clients over a longer period of time because I think that you get the massive transformations in mindset and business and and all that kind of stuff and a lot of my clients as well might want to have an exit strategy yeah that time you know to to sell a business is three years really of prep it's not just oh I think I'll sell my business tomorrow can we get a buyer it's it's not like that it takes ages yeah. and you've got to keep it profitable whilst you're in that selling process oh. because if you give up on it because you just want to get out you're not going to be able to sell it it's like no, it won't no be well anything when it comes to when it comes to the crunch so yeah my business my the last show I ever did I think we probably made more money on that last show I worked so hard I was six or seven months pregnant with Clary um and I rocked up to that show. I had stiletto Jimmy Choo's on, a really nice dress. And I was like, so focused. And everyone was like, oh my God, you're about to like have a baby. And I was like, oh no, I'm still powerhouse. Like, cause I knew I had to get it over the line. I, yeah. I knew I had to get that last show over the line. I knew I had to get all these things in place. And I absolutely smashed that last show. Um, cause I knew I had to, because he was buying a profitable, you didn't want to you know people only pay what that what it's worth absolutely well you are an incredible woman and it has been such a pleasure to talk to you today thank you so much for your time charlotte so if people are looking for mentoring and coaching in the wedding business where can they find you so I mostly hang out on instagram i do love instagram and linkedin as well um but yeah Come and find me on Instagram. It's just my name at Charlotte Balbier. And yeah, I'd love to connect. Definitely would love to connect with anyone. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for and, having me. And thanks to everybody that's watching. So you can find us again later. We'll be back with the Empowered Women Rise series. Bye-bye. Bye.